Hi everyone, my name is Missy Owete. Welcome to season three of the Money Matters with Missy podcast. This season, we're going to be looking at things differently. We're going to go topical, so we're going to pick a topic and we're going to discuss that topic. Of course, it will be split into different episodes until we've exhausted or dealt with the topic. Also, I'm going to be giving you things that you should consider on your to-do list based on the book if God wrote my to-do list. So we'll look at one item every week to help us stay, stay focused on our goals. I hope you enjoy this. Listen, subscribe, share, like. This week's to-do list is go back to secondary school or high school, depending on which country you're in. That might sound a a strange (laughs) item on a to-do list, Um, but you can look at it from so many different angles. Um, For some people, secondary school was one of the best times of their lives. For others, it was a time that they just do not want to go back to because of so many different various experiences and for others it was just the thing you know it was something that you needed to do everyone went to secondary school in the united kingdom it's compulsory that you um, go right now up to sixth form so education up to the sixth form up until year 18 is compulsory it used to be 16 and so for some people it's just something that you needed to do and you just couldn't wait to get it over and done with so what's the importance of going back to secondary school well because a lot of times dreams are formed and shaped in the secondary school some life decisions are made in the secondary school and for some um, there are things in their in their secondary school days that they just don't want to go back to. They don't. They just completely, you know, don't want to think about it. It brings a lot of regret. And if you remember when we were going through the best year yet, um, and trying to come up with, you know, our goals. One of the things we did was to look at your past disappointments and also learn lessons from it It was also to look at our greatest achievements and the lessons that we could learn from it so going back to high school or secondary school is something that would help you deal with that for some people they're deep rooted issues in their secondary school days that they need to you know first of all confront accept deal with you know, and then lay to rest so that they can make the progress that they need. And so as the author of what if God wrote your to-do list would say, we don't want to live in the past or dwell on the past or run from the past, but we can reflect on the past to help us see that God can make all things new. Um, in Isaiah 43 verse 18 to 19 it says forget the former things do not dwell on the past see I am doing a new thing now it springs up do you perceive it 
I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wastelands. So, going back to secondary school or to high school would help you reflect on the past to better live for the future. So I promised that I would talk about um, capital allowance on its own. And the reason is because um, it's, it's a good way of reducing your tax liability um, that a lot of um, people are not necessarily aware of and um, which I personally think is generous of the government. And I think, you know, over the years, the government have, you know, they, they try and tighten the allowances and the reliefs they give to individuals and businesses so that we end up paying more tax. Um, but there's some things that, you know, they make um, allowances or make available for us to, you know, reduce our tax liability. But because a lot of people are not claiming it, I suppose that's why they're not tightening it. So before the government changes the rules around capital allowances, I think it's a good idea, especially if you're running a business. And it doesn't matter how small your business is, you can claim um, capital allowances. And like I explained in my previous podcast, um, the, the HMRC recognizes two ways of reporting your um you know reporting your accounts for tax purposes and that's the the simplified method which they call the cash accounting or the traditional method which you know is the accrual basis so again just to briefly go over that with cash accounting um you you would deduct those expenses you know as and when the goods are either bought or sold with the um traditional accounting method or the accrual method you would only recognize um, expenses which relates to the sales that you incurred in a particular period so if for example you're paying for a 12 months um, insurance rather than right you know um, deducting the full insurance expense um, in the year when the expense was incurred you are allowed to take off the portion that relates to a future period um, of your expenses so with the with the with the um, traditional accounting method the profit figure that you report is more accurate because all the expenses are relating to the sales that they were made um, if you get money up front before you provide a service, um, especially around the end of your tax year, you are allowed to defer that income to a future period when the service or the goods were actually delivered. And so you find that with the traditional method, your profit is more accurate. With the cash basis, um, obviously, as you spend the money, it's recorded. So it might be that your writing of the expenses sooner than you should and so your profit might be reduced for one year and greatly increased for the following years and really that is i would say that's the main um, disadvantage or maybe advantage depending on um, how you're looking at it 
of those two methods and part of the things we do um, as accountants is depreciation so um, different organizations have their policies but um, some accountants would say well if you buy any kind of equipment any kind of tool anything above 100 pounds that you're that you're going to derive benefit from for more than um three years some five years you know some two years you know they would have this conversation with you um and then it becomes your depreciation policy so if you buy any equipment any tool appliance anything that you need in your business and it's good you're going to you're going to derive benefit from it for more than you know the the financial year that of course you're reporting for then they would want to choose to spread that cost over the what we would consider the expected useful life of that asset in quote so for a laptop for example most laptops you can use for up to two years without having issues um, some might argue if you buy ex- really expensive um, laptops or computers for longer so but most laptops by the time you're in year four year five um, you probably need an upgrade even if it doesn't slow down um, the support you would get from the manufacturers might no longer be available because technology is moving at a fast pace and so typically computers get written off over four years however with the cash basis you can write off the full cost of that computer in that year when you bought it with the traditional way you not ideally spread the cost of the equipment over um you know the four years that you expect to have the computer and if you get rid of the computer before the time you've written off um that um, there are ways in which you deal with that so basically either you, if you scrap it for example then it gets written off completely if you sell it then there's a way you report for it to take advantage of you know the additional income you got from disposing of that asset so um to begin with let's look at what capital allowances are so um Capital allowance is similar to depreciation. So if your accountant has a depreciation, maybe they've spoken to you about depreciation, that's writing off the value of your assets, asset that you use in running your business over a period of time, um, they will come up with a depreciation policy, which has to be um, written in your account. So if you go to your account, there'll be a section there that talks about you know your policy your assets and how they are written off there's different ways there's a straight line method which you know that's it you spread the cost over four years after four years you have a zero balance there's the reducing balance which depending on the type of equipment is probably a better way of writing off because with that you always have a no matter how small you always have some value you know on your books until you dis- dispose of it and and so capital allowance is um a way that the the hmrc um her majesty's revenue and customs allow us rights of tangible expenditure or assets you know allowing us to deduct this from our taxable income thereby re- reducing our um capital allowances okay 
and like i said is a replacement for the depreciation well the reason being that because of the the depreciation principles and policies different people come up with different ways of depreciate depreciating assets or amortizing assets and so um you would do something that you think is beneficial for you you know but what hmrc have done is they've kind of like standardized that so everybody gets exactly the same um rate exactly the same allowance irrespective of your industry or whatever and those rates are published and they are used um yeah so they are used for you know everybody okay the beauty of it is if you're running a business whatever type of business you are entitled to that and this can greatly reduce your tax um liability like i said a lot of small businesses you know would buy equipment even before they start the business and a lot of times they don't recognize these assets you know in within their business structure and you know they tend to lose money and some um would you know gift those assets to the business without you know recording it but these are these are expenses that are allowed so um things that we can claim um capital allowances for include you know plants and machinery um so any kind of machine um any kind of plant so if you produce um, um if you produce something you make something then that equipment you can claim capital allowances on that you can claim capital allowances on structures and buildings um we used to be able to claim capital allowances on re the renovation of your business premises but that was abolished in 2018 so because you can go back three four years you know to make amendments on your tax so if you're you're still in a position to go back and claim if you did any business renovations because it's still within the three four years um the three three four years um limit um so you can claim capital allowances on flat conversions you can claim um capital allowances on mineral extraction um very important one research and development that's another one that people um don't claim capital allowances on um and the reason is because they just don't know that they can i mean i was having a conversation with a company that were trying to raise finances for um their business and of course a lot of what they do is um it based um but of course because it's a new business 90 percent of what they do is researching how you know um the, the doing that writing the the software you know that would propel the business and when i looked at their account they were making a huge 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 loss and a lot of the loss they were making was on staffing and most of their staff are it related and so i called them and i spoke to them about it and now our accountant is claiming it but when i looked at um the the the, the accounts it was clear to me that the accountant wasn't claiming research and development um you know it was so so clear because 
90% of their IT costs, which was like almost the, the bulk of their staffing costs, could have been claimed in research and development. Um, yeah, and that really is a big one. So things like patents, um, um, dredging, assured tenancies, these are all things that you can claim um you can gain capital allowances on so there are also different types of um capital allowances um quite a few technical terms but they're very very useful because they also help us understand how you know we can use this capital allowances to advantage so um the first one is the annual investment allowance and what um, annual investment allowance means is that you can claim the entire cost of that equipment in the first year. So rather than spreading it over the over a period, you know, over the expected useful life of that equipment, um, you take all of it in the first year, and that could amount to a lot of um relief in some cases it could potentially write off whatever profits you have of course your business when you do your account your business has a profit then after you've done that you then calculate the capital allowances and then you use this amount to reduce your profit and the balance is where you pay tax on so in terms of hmrc's point of view you can wipe out all your profits so that you don't have to pay tax and if you've not used up all the allowances, you are even allowed to carry forward those allowances to use them against future profits. And for me, that is a really big thing. And um, yeah, so there's some, um, not all um, equipment are allowed, you know, you, you, uh, basically you can't claim AIA or annual investment allowance for every single equipment there's some you know there are some um, ex exemptions like you know cars and all of that but mo mo in most cases things like your computers and in fact there's some there are some vehicles that you can but not all so you need to look into the detail of that you know before deciding whether it's something that you want to do okay then the other type of allowances is what we call the first year allowance so um when you decide that you want to um claim the first um annual sorry the first the first year allowance when you decide you want to claim capital allowances there is you know for the first year there's an amount that you claim okay and then after that you have um the the sec the second type of allowance is what we call the writing down allowance and so that that is the allowance that you claim year on um year on year okay so every year you claim a certain percentage and then we have the third type the fourth type which is the balancing allowance and usually the balancing allowance happens when you know that's essentially maybe when you want to write off the asset 
um, completely either because you no longer use that asset because it's obsolete or because you dip, dispose of it um and of course with the balancing allowance you also have the balancing charge so if you've written off um more than the asset is worth when you decide to sell it you have to pay you know back to the government that difference and that's called uh um uh, uh sorry that's called a balancing charge okay um and then there's sometimes when a particular just buying so say for example you buy furniture okay office furniture so uh, a chair might not in in its own right just one chair might not meet the threshold you know of a capital allowance but say if you buy a pool of chairs so like 10 chairs or you know or maybe you kit out your office at the same time so if you, every an individual item within your um within your office furniture for example might not be worth a lot but when you put everything together and especially when you're buying all of it together so you buy your chair you buy your table you buy the um, cabinets you know for example um and you might buy some shelving but you buy everything together so the total of all of that comes to be a lot then you are allowed to put the cost of all those items into one pool whereas maybe your table was 20 pounds the, the chair was 30 pounds the cabinet was 100 pounds and all of that and it didn't really amount to a more too much but you want to you know you want to have an asset pool because you know for whatever reason i don't know um for some people it's just okay just write it off in the, in the first year of purchase and claim the tax but for some reason you choose not to do that maybe because your loss is extensive and um writing it off in that year really doesn't benefit you that much so you would rather spread it off over the, the period of the asset or maybe you're just that way inclined then you're allowed to put all of your assets into a pool and you know eventually use that to continue to reduce your tax um liability um you know as things go you know as things as you know as your business goes on okay um yeah so with um So yeah, so as things go on, so let's 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 quickly consider um, a few things that you can claim um, capital allowances on um, very very quickly. Um, so um, before I do that, if if you're a, a sole trader, or you're a small business owner, for example, um, like I discussed, you know, talking about taxes. If, especially if your income is less than 150,000 a year, you might choose to go for the cash basis. And the benefits of the cash basis, like I said, is the fact that in the year in which you bought those goods, you can write off everything, which is similar to the annual investment allowance. You can write off all those expenses. And then, of course, the difference though is with capital allowances that's a separate record that comes after you've declared profit if you choose to do it 
the cash basis then it actually comes off your books so you're showing a profit so if someone asks you to present your account your account would show a loss but if you just choose to go through the capital allowance route um the, your your account doesn't show a loss it actually shows a profit but the accounts that you present to hms is the one that would show a loss so your actual account that your accountant will produce for you would show a profit and then after you've done that the capital allowances are then claimed at the end of it so um that doesn't show on the accounts that you you would normally present you understand that that would show on the returns you file with hmrc you know and so um it's also worth you know these are things that you the conversations that you need to have with your accountant to decide which which is um um good for you so things that you can claim um allowances so for in, in the case of um um plants and machinery we're looking at things like um your cars um if you have to so like um i know someone who um took over a warehouse that used that was once used for um for food for making food items and stuff like that so there were lots of freezers and a lot of kitchen equipment and all of that and so the the cost of um demolishing all of that um is you know of course it's allowed because you needed to get rid of that to be able to you know use the premises for your own use so all that cost is allowed um also the the, the what we call the integral um features um of of the building so things like things that are fitted so things like maybe the, the bathrooms the, the 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 restrooms the kitchens um yeah and if you say like you take a, a lease so a lot of a lot of times um when you t- when you take a, a warehouse for example sometimes you have a shell so it's empty there's nothing in it so you need to, you now need to you know put things in place maybe put in a mezzanine floor you need to put in stairs you know you need to partition the the storage space to make the business functions all of that is um allowed as long as it's not repaired so there's a difference between um repairs and maintenance and putting in things to help you run your business so things that you need to help you run your business are allowed but if something is broken and it needs to be replaced or no sorry it needs to be repaired or maintained then those are not allowed as um they are not allowed as um, plant and machinery so other things that we so talking about the integral features um things like your lifts um escalators um heating whether um central heating or water heating you know air conditioning whether hot or cold you know um um lighting for example um if you have solar panels you know cctv fire alarm you know um all these things are allowed okay 
so of course usually what um when you want to buy a building for example this is very important when when we buy a building um we just on we just buy the building i mean sometimes um some buildings will come with the contents and the owner would say okay i'm selling the building for this amount but if you want the contents maybe the furniture in there you have to pay a certain amount for it and a lot of times um they just tell you everything and all of that is included in the price of that thing now a lot of people don't pay attention to those things it's very very important that when you're buying a building to list you know especially all these integral features and where possible if you can get a cost of the person you're buying from that would even be fantastic but if not you can get evaluation for it you know because and i would so su- i would suggest that you separate the cost of these features from the cost of the actual building because you can claim capital allowances on them you know and so when you're asking your solicitor to request you know the list of things that have been sold as part of the building a lot of times these things don't get listed my suggestion would be that at the point of negotiating with the with the seller you have a conversation with them and ask them whether any of the things that you're getting with the building if they have a record of it or you know so that you can and if they don't then i would suggest you insist that you want a record because without that you cannot claim capital allowances and a lot of times just the allowances even as low as the eight percent of those things could make a, a significant difference to the amount of tax um that you um yeah that you you that you can claim okay yeah so um if you if you do like a if you if you let a residential property there are a few things that you can claim so a furnished holiday letting of course all the furnishing in there because the business is to um rent a furnished apartment so you need those things to run um things um that of course are in the so there's some residential apartments of course that have some common areas so like um there's a um service accommodation that i used a while back where um each of the rooms have shared so you have like a shared common area and a shared kitchen facility um yeah though all those items can be you know claimed um yeah all those items can be claimed okay um so going back to the annual investment allowance so there's some items that qualify for annual investment allowance and then um if those items qualify yeah you can deduct the full value of um those um items okay you can deduct the full um you can deduct the full value of those items um but there are some things that we can claim for the 
annual investment allowance um, and um, cars is one of them um, and then items that you owned for you owned before you started your business so you know I was um, talking about the fact that sometimes we buy equipment um, before we start a business and then when we start a business sometimes we don't remember to gift it but say you remember to gift it you can't claim annual allowance on that equipment because you did not buy it um, while you started the business okay so for those ones we would um, what we would do with those ones is we would use the normal writing down allowances so rather than claiming the cost of everything we use the allowances that um, the government have allowed us to do okay um and in in um last year so from 1st of january 2019 to december 2020 the annual investment allowance was increased to 1 million so the maximum that we could claim um increased to 1 million before that um, <clears throat> it was 200,000 um, and that was reduced you know for the 2015 year to half a million so every so often the government plays around with the maximum amount that we can claim on this annual investment allowance so when it first started it was 50,000 then two years later i went up to 100 then it came back down to 25000 went back up to 250 to half a million then they brought it back down to 200000 and i think um the, the government adjusted it up to a million now um so at least up until the end of the, the current tax year you are you are allowed to claim up to a million on your annual investment um allowance and of course you would apportion that um, depending on you know how many months you um, <clears throat> how many months that you operated how many months you operated for okay um, <clears throat> okay so um, that's for the annual investment allowance so for the for the for the first year allowance okay there are things that we can um claim so with the first year allowance the way that works is you you can claim um a certain amount and after that you you claim <clears throat> a lesser <clears throat> a lesser amount so some of the things that you can claim for um are things like your cars especially those with um, low co2 emissions um, energy saving equipment and stuff like that water saving equipment and all of that um, so you can't claim for so if you're a higher company say for example then you would not be allowed to do that because obviously even though you're using those equipments for your business but those equipments are not actually assets per se they're more stock 
so more of a stock so basically you're hiring out those equipment so they're more of a stock than an asset and so you're not allowed to claim capital allowances on those kind of things so if you say like you're a caterer for example and you hire out um cockery or um, um serving um dishes or chefing dishes and all of that those are more stock they from the eyes of the government of course for your business you can recognize them as assets but from the point of view of hmrc because you, you you hire them out and bring them in and they generate money for you they're more um stock um more stock for you okay um <clears throat> okay um so for yeah so for the for cars um depending on if if the car is energy efficient so low emission for example you can claim the first year allowance on those if not you can claim um the main of course the main rate of allowances um <clears throat> you can claim the main rate of allowances or you have um, special rate allowances for um, for vehicles that are, you know, that are what's the word now, old and are not necessarily um, they're not necessarily energy efficient. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for. So if the, if the vehicles are not necessarily um yeah they're not necessarily efficient and the reason why i'm emphasizing that is just so that you don't um claim the same allowance for um, all the assets that you have in your pool okay so talking about the pools we have the main pool with the main pool the rate um is 18 percent and for the special pool is six percent so like if your your vehicles are not energy efficient you can only claim six percent but if they're energy if they're energy efficient then you can claim um 18 percent and then if it's a if it's a single asset pool then you have a choice between the two of course depending on how energy um efficient that is okay um <clears throat> okay so um usually any uh yeah so yeah so th those are the 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 um, allowances that you can claim you know and the different pools that you can claim so it's either eight percent or I, either eight percent or eighteen percent, but for special items, then um, then obviously it's it's um, it's six percent depending on you know depending on the necessary uh, <clears throat> depending on the necessary uh, sorry depending on the value of sorry depending on the efficiency of the assets or what you're using the asset for now this is something that your um, accountants obviously would definitely help you with um it's not 
I suppose you could do it yourself, but um, because of the records, obviously, when it comes to HMRC and tax return, um, I'm not sure it's something that you can do on the HMRC website. Um, usually, you have to do the calculations yourself, but I think there's some accounting softwares that allow you um, claim this, which obviously your accountant use, and of course, your accountant would know how to um, do this claim. So, this is something that you can speak to your accountant about so um, you don't have to worry about the calculations but when your accountant is sorting out your tax return it's something that you need to go back to them and say look um, I'm told that there's some assets that I can claim capital allowances on can you advise me um, on you know what they are and how to claim or even just basically tell them okay I want you to claim capital allowances on this and they would let you know whether it's within the um, whether if whether it's something that they can they can claim for on your behalf and ideally you are before you when you start thinking of buying an asset you should really be speaking to your accountant to say look i'm thinking of buying this asset and sometimes it might be better for you to buy it you know say like your year end is near it might be it could potentially be better for you to buy it you know in the current year rather than waiting until the new year and there's some if you're running at a loss for example buying it in the new year could be a good thing but say like you have a huge you're going to have a huge tax bill then buying it you know before the end of the year so that you can claim maybe even the annual investment allowance could work out and you know, for people who are into property, um, capital allowances, especially now that the government has removed the mortgage interest relief that we used to enjoy, um, capital allowances is, is your next go-to. Um, especially if you if you if you buy your property and you have to renovate the property, um, you know. To, to enable you to be let out then capital allowances is definitely you know your go-to it can dramatically reduce your tax bill and i know someone who, who that's their strategy so they try as much as possible to buy one property every year property that needs refurbishment or needs you know conversion or something like that because by the time they work out all the things that they can claim capital allowances on and the ones that they can't claim capital allowances on that they need to write off, guess what? They end up paying no tax for that year. So it's a good strategy if you're into property as well. And which is why I'm bringing this to the knowledge of people because a lot of people that are into property don't know about this and so they're paying i mean you're paying your tax bill has probably gone up by over the last three four years probably gone up by like 80 percent because you can no longer use the mortgage interest to reduce your tax liability so this is a good tool um i hope i don't get crucified for revealing this in public but then i don't have, i'm not i'm not a popular um, speaker not too many i don't i don't have millions of followers i just have the hundreds of the thousands of listeners so therefore um it's not going to go too far not unless you send this to your friends and family or people that you know you know that into property so therefore i think um, our secret is still safe within our own forum so i hope this has been useful um again share um share quick tip if 
you have not filed your tax return the government has extended that to the 28th of february and so you have an opportunity to do that without paying the 100 pounds initial 100 pounds um penalty and if you have filed it but um some of the things i've mentioned you know you want to claim you know, either increase your expenses because you never did or you want to claim capital allowances because your accountant did, you also have the opportunity to refile before the end of February, you know, to reduce your tax liability. So all is not lost, you know. Um, you can still take advantage with it of this. So again, share, you know, share, share, share. Tell your friends, spread the word. Let as many people as you, you, you know tell them about this it's a gov- the government doesn't give us a lot very often when they do we should take advantage of it so i hope this has been useful my name is missy Owete. this is the money matters podcast <laughs>